Never has been, never will be. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us again to the Gospel of John. We'll rotate on over to chapter 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. We'll start with verse 16. John, chapter 14, verse 16, 17, and 26. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you. How long does your book say? Forever. How long is that? Forever and ever and ever. And verse 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Father, thank you, thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit. We ask now that he would speak to our hearts. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Believing in something or someone you cannot see is tough. Now for us who have been saved a while, hey, we realize and we feel and we sense the presence of God. How do you explain the presence of God? It is hard to explain. You have to experience it. When God speaks to you or myself, hey, I've learned the best thing to do quick as you can, write it down. Because as sure as he speaks to our heart and we don't take it that serious, the devil will see to it that we forget what God has just said through the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, as we read there, um, verse, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Seeing, we've heard many times, seeing is believing. I say experiencing is believing in the presence of a holy God. It's not something somebody come up with. He is a real person. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit is, we know him as the third person. We know God the Father. We know Jesus the Son. And the Holy Spirit of God is a person and not an it. It is a real person. This dimension of him there in, in Genesis 1-2. And the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. And then we'll finish up in a moment with the last place that the Spirit of God is mentioned in God's holy word. There's at least three things uh, that prove that he is a person. I want to share those briefly with you um, as we think about the personality of the Holy Spirit. And first of all, uh, he, he proved by the names given him in the word of God. And we find that he is called the comforter there in, in John 14, 16. Uh, let me read 16 and... and uh, Verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient. In other words, it is important for you that I go away. Jesus said that. It is important that I leave, guys. I've got to go. And this is what he says. For if I go not away, the comforter with a capital letter, the comforter will not come unto you. So Jesus had to get home where his father was before 
the comforter would come. But if I depart, look what he says. Jesus says, I will send him to you. And they proved that. They're in the upper room. No less than 120 people were meeting because Jesus said, I want you to go into the room. I want you to stay there and wait. He didn't say how many days. They went. They stayed. How many days was it before the Holy Spirit came? Huh? Speak up. 40. Hold up. Now think about it. How many days was it before the Holy Spirit came? When Jesus came out of the grave, he made himself visible for 40 days, right? And then he left. He got home. And how many days before the Holy Spirit came? Huh? Ten. Okay. Ten days. Here he came. The word Pentecost, the experience is 50. So you got 40 days that Jesus was around, showing himself, eating with people, comforting, loving, giving the last minute instructions. He left, and the Holy Spirit, 10 days later, they were in that, that upper room praying and fasting. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God came in as a rushing, mighty wind set on every one of them, and they spoke languages that the people in the city that day could understand everything about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not an unknown tongue. Now the Bible says, if there is to be any speaking in tongues, there must be an interpreter or else keep your mouth shut. Okay? I don't know that this is true. I doubt if this is true. But a lady stood up in a service and rattled off a bunch of stuff that nobody understood. And when she finished, she sat down and the pastor said, The Bible says, without an interpreter, anybody speaking in tongues is out of order. He said, But I know what she just said. She said she's been having an affair with two of the deacons of this church. And four got up and walked out. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I didn't investigate. I didn't want to investigate. But the Holy Spirit of God is a real person. Listen, God through the Holy Spirit of God knows you and me inside and out. And we think we had. Okay? Hey. Every time we think we hide, we are full exposure to God through the Holy Spirit. I mean, our Lord Jesus, he, the Bible says he's our advocate, okay? Where is he seated right now? Come on, speak up. Right hand side of the Father. He is our, he is our interpreter to God the Father. He is our lawyer. The Bible says he's an advocate. He answers for us. He knows our groanings. He knows when we suffer. He knows when we're glad. He knows when we're sad. He knows when we're mad. And the Holy Spirit who lives within is there. So he was proved by the names given uh, in the word of God. Uh, he was called the comforter. 
on, on the personal pronoun side, he and him are used when speaking of the Holy Spirit in, in John 14, um, 17, which were read, even the Spirit of truth, when, whom the world cannot see because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Those two personal pronouns, him and he, that is the Holy Spirit of God that he is speaking of here. And so he is also mentioned along with the Father. Um, in John 16, uh, 13, it says, How be it then he, the Spirit of truth, has come. He will guide you into all truth. And he shall not speak of himself, but whosoever he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hey, the Spirit of God's powerful. And when we are trying to help someone, no matter what it, the situation is, we need to ask the Holy Spirit of God to guide us and to help us. Lord, help me to say the right words. You know, when we're approaching someone to, uh, you know, to help them, Whatever that, whatever kind of help that might be, we need to call on God, Lord. I want to, I want to know how to help this person because I feel impressed of you to help them, Lord. Give me the right words to say to them. You know, if we do it on the physical side, we probably gonna hurt feelings, and we're gonna say things that we wouldn't, we shouldn't have said. But being led by the Spirit of God, speak the words of love and speak the words of comfort. Um, the Bible is very plain that he proved his names by the word of God. Secondly, he proved by the works assigned to him, again, found in the word of God. The Bible says he is the author and the interpreter of the word. And you read many places where, and the spirit of God moved upon those waters, and hey, the waters did what they were supposed to do. And the spirit of God spoke to man. And man wrote it down. All the characters in the Bible that have anything to say, no matter what they said, were under the inspiration of God Almighty. And by the way, there's no confusion. People say, well, I believe the scripture contradicts itself. No, it doesn't. It might read like that. But that was not God's intention. If he said it, he meant it. And if, he, and if he said it, he expected you and I to heed the word and obey the word. The Holy Spirit bestows spiritual gifts. You don't have to turn, but 1 Corinthians 12, uh, let me see if I can locate that right quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, this is what Paul says. Brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles, you were lost, carried away into these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give unto you to understand that no man speaking of the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Spirit of God who lives within us, to know that our Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over all, and that our Heavenly Father is God, and He is in charge. Okay, He proved by the works of the, of the 
the, the work that was assigned to him. It was proved by the names given him. But listen to me, the, it, it, his uh, personality is proved by the works that he is doing, the works that he is doing within you and me right now. Okay, I'm talking right now. And right now, is God speaking to you through the Spirit or is the devil speaking to you? It's either one or two or the other. It's no in-between. Either the Lord speaks to you and you obey and me, or the devil speaks to us and he gets us to thinking and first thing you know, we don't lost track of where we're supposed to be. You see, in the lives of believers and the lives of the church, he makes intercession for the believer in Romans 8, 26, 27, and 28. And we know that last verse, of 8, 28, and we know that all things works together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. You see, he has a purpose for you, a purpose for me, and a purpose for this church family. He also directs the church, or he should direct the church by the spiritual leaders within the church. Nobody, hey, nobody's over me except God. Nobody's over you except God. Do you understand? We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. And when a person tells me, hey, the Spirit of God led me, I take them at their word. If they're lying, God will deal with them. And it won't be good. He sends out missionaries. In, in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 4, he calls those and sends uh, them out. He calls pastors. I can, hey, no telling how many prayers were prayed for me before, but I can take you to the location. I can take you to the very spot where the Holy Spirit of God spoke plainly to me, and it, this, this is exactly what it said. I'm calling you to preach, and if you don't respond, what is going to be your answer when you stand before the Father? I had no answer. I had no answer. The Holy Spirit is in the business of calling. You say, well, so-and-so is too old. Well, who said so? God chooses you and speaks to you or me, I don't need a second opinion. I don't need to come to you and say, well, do you think I ought to do this? This is what God has said. That is questioning God. You know, if we are led by the Spirit, the Bible says as many as are led. So it's not one, but many, as many as are led. Uh, if I misquote this, uh, Scott, tell me, I think it was 91% uh, this morning voted uh, to go um, uh, with our phase two. Now, you know, it was your privilege to vote no. It's okay. But if you voted no, please, I'm begging you and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God that you get on board together. Okay? Because, hey, on the way to heaven, there's only one way. And we need to vote the right way, and that's the Jesus way. Okay, so we understand that he directs the church. He calls and sends missionaries. He calls pastors. And he commands and directs the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ to do what's right in the sight of God. What is right in the sight of God. I want to turn to uh, Acts 16, 6 and 7. Acts 16, 6 and 7. 
Now when they had gone throughout Pergara and the region of Galatia and were forbidden, look here what he says, and were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysa, they assayed to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not, led them not to go. You know, you think sometimes, well, you mean the Spirit of God would direct you not to go? Hey, if harm's out there, God knows it. And if he directs us to go, then we go. If he doesn't direct us to go, then hey, we are being led by the Spirit of God. And it's a fine line. So how do you know the closer you are to God, the more you read his word and study his word, the more you pray, the more sensitive God will allow us to be to the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. Again, as I said in the beginning, we're talking about someone we cannot see. This afternoon, I, as I looked out, it was a little early to leave the house. And black clouds were gathering, the trees and the bushes beginning to move around, and wasn't nobody out there shaking them. And I told Lynn, I said, we better get on in the car and head that away because it looks like a storm is coming. It'd be easy to say, look out, look at that wind. And everybody looks at the wind. We've never seen the wind. We see the results off the wind. And I saw the results that the storm was on its way. And as we headed this way, we ran into the storm. Didn't see the wind again, but we saw the results of it. The Spirit of God is the same way. We don't see the Spirit of God. We see the results of the Spirit of God. I hope, now this may not be your attitude, okay? But I hope that when someone comes down the aisle, whether it be Sunday morning or Sunday night, and comes to this altar, that your attitude is not this. Well, wonder what's, going, what's wrong with them. Wonder what they've done. Wonder what they're going for. You need to be praying that the Holy Spirit of God will meet them there at the altar. And that they will do serious, serious business with God. This is not a play place, okay? This is a place where we meet with God in his house. And of course, we can meet with him anywhere. When he speaks to us, you might be in a fishing boat, just you and one more. You might be just sitting in a deer stand, just you and one more. You might ride down the road with your working buddy or your hunting buddy. And don't be afraid to speak in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid. He calls pastors. He calls, sends out missionaries. He, he commands the church to uh, look to their leadership and trust their leadership. You know, we make a lot of decisions sometimes, and, and we expect the church to go by and abide by it. You know, it's not one person's idea. But then somebody said, well, I don't think we ought to do that. Well, you're going to trust the leadership or you're going to fire the leadership? I don't remember when it was. I don't remember where it was. That's beside the point. But one church fired all three guys, pastor, music, and youth. Boom. Fired them. Okay? They may deserve to have been fired. I don't know. But I wouldn't want to be in the shoes of those who fired them. Unless they really had concrete evidence that they were not doing what God had called them to do. We get slack. 
We get slicky. We get slimy. And not obeying uh, the word of God. It's a serious, it's a serious thing. Everybody of believers, and here we are tonight, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Every person, every program, every ministry. And I think of those ministries that we have. Hey, WMU, Brotherhood, Actines, RA, GAs, Mission Friends, Music, our Outreach, our Care Ministry, our Hiking Ministry, our Food Bank Ministry, Cooking and Helping Prepare at Dot's Kitchen. All that is arms and legs and fingers of this body of believers. That's why it's so important. Hey, God, I'm going to work at Dot's Kitchen today. And you know what my responsibility is. But Lord, help me not to overlook somebody that needs a hug. Or maybe need a pat on the shoulder. Maybe needs a handshake. Or just might need to hear the words, I love you. Think so many times people go unnoticed. You remember um, the eunuch who went to Jerusalem to worship and came away? He went there to worship and came away not knowing who Jesus was. What kind of service was that? Don't know. I don't want anybody passing through here and not know who Jesus is. If they do, it's my fault. And as it spills out of here, it ought to spill over into there, and you need to make sure. You know, how many of us, listen, how many of us would, I'm going to say challenge a guest, as you, they go out, follow them out, say, hey, did you enjoy the service today? They may tell you one or two key things that you need to hear. Hey, I didn't, I didn't feel welcome, uh, or, or I couldn't hear, or... I didn't like this or I didn't like that. People are searching, y'all. They are looking for a church family who will love them. Um, my um, high school classmate uh, appreciated the way you all handled them today. And I don't mind telling you on, on the way out, as he shook my hand, I feel there was something there. And uh, he hugged my neck. And he said, I'll be in touch with you. And then when we turned hands loose, he said, put that in that special offering. It was $100. Okay? Not to brag... The Holy Spirit of God speaks to guests. And we don't need to be fumbling and fooling with something if the Holy Spirit of God is working with someone. You may cause that person not to obey the Lord. It's so important. Holy Spirit is a person. He has a personality. And it's proved by the names that he has given. It's proved by the works that is assigned to him. And it's proved by the way he directs the leadership of any given place that calls themselves a church that preaches and teaches the pure word of God. I thank you for the opportunity that you give me every week to stand and to preach and share with you the word of God. I thank you for it. 
Father, in Jesus' name, just speak to our hearts. Lord, I, I want to do everything that you want me to do. If it means getting out of my box, getting out of my nutshell, Lord, may I let no one stand in the way of pleasing you. I thank you for those who've chosen to come this way tonight. And Lord, I pray that you speak to us. and uh, You know how each one of us needs to be spoken to. Thank you for all who are here tonight. Bless every home that's represented in this room. Take us safely to our homes. Give us a good week. Lord, help us to report back here Wednesday night. If we're saved children of God, we're not working or dealing with sick people or on vacation, Lord, help our people to be faithful to you. Bless those who are preparing the meal this week. And God, we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.